0: A special edition of the Zip Code Famous Michael Groff Show. The 20 worst songs of 2017, including some rather reprehensible, dishonorable mentions. And now, here's your Casey Kasem of crap, Michael Groff. It is that time of the year once again where we take a reluctant look back at the year that was in music and I give you my picks for the worst songs of 2017. The decade of the 2010s have been pretty brutal musically, but I don't think it's ever going to be mathematically, physically, or even literally possible to surpass the craptacular quality of 2015. By comparison, 2017 is basically a bright spot. So with that having been said, what makes a song qualify for the worst song list? Well, let's take a look at it. Number one, a song actually has to suck. Just because a song is overplayed doesn't necessarily mean it's terrible. If that was the case, this entire list would just be every song done by Ed Sheeran and we'd go home. Number two, I don't do viral videos or amateur stuff because if that was the case, then this list would look like a bunch of songs like Jake Paul's It's Everyday Bro. And believe me, that song is terrible. I mean, the guy thinks that England is a city, for God's sake. But it just isn't going to make this list because it's much more fun to make fun of these so-called professionals. And that's pretty much all you need to know on that front. Now, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, you can always email me, groffshow at gmail.com. That is the email address, groffshow at gmail.com. Also, our PayPal address for your most generous contributions to the show. Michael Groff is where you can find me on Twitter. And for everything else Michael Groff related, you know you can go to the one, the only, michaelgroff.com. All right, sit back and prepare yourself for some good old-fashioned earboarding yes, torture of the highest regard because it's time for the 20 worst songs of 2017. Number 20. Machine Gun Kelly with Camila Cabello Bad Things. Am I out of my head? Am I out of my mind? If you only knew the bad things I like. Don't think that I can't explain it. Why can't I say it's complex? what i might have made a mistake here folks and i can certainly admit when i've done that uh, these lyrics sound perfectly new and innovative and that melody i've never heard that before okay i mean other than the fact that fastball did it first and did it better Now, other than the part where Camila takes some rather uncreative license with Fastball, the rest of the song is pretty much a straight middle-of-the-road hip-hop-slash-pop song in which the two individuals within talk about how they like to engage in kinky, rough, aggressive sex with one another to the point where they leave scars on each other. And they leave these scars to help remind themselves of one another? Alright, yeah, lyrically, the song is pretty weird. Now, Machine Gun Kelly does most of the heavy lifting in this song with some backup vocals from Camila. The part that I already played for you is repeated several times. There is one additional Camila section, which is right here. So I can take you wherever life. I want you hey, forever hey, even, even when we're not together? What's interesting about this song is that Camila isn't even a bad singer, and I would say it was actually a good move for her to leave Fifth Harmony. But you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And if the first hit you have out of the box As a so-called solo artist, is to rip off a quasi-successful alt-rock group from the late 90s and early 2000s then I don't know if that bodes well for your career. The only thing I do know is that it will earn you a spot on my list of the 20 worst songs of 2017. Number 19 Maroon 5 featuring Kendrick Lamar, Don't Wanna Know. Don't wanna know, no, no, no. We're you home, 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 home. i loving you so, 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 so. I used to love you, no, I don't wanna know. No, no, no. Who's you home? Oh, 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 I'm loving you so so so, so. The way I used to love you, oh I don't wanna know. See, I think it's quite the opposite. You do wanna know who's taking her home, and you wanna know all about it. Because if music has taught me anything over the last few years, the more you say you don't care or you don't wanna know, it means you do care and you do wanna know. All right, other than that annoying premise, uh, the rest of the song is kind of this tropical vibe to it, which a lot of songs have adapted over the last couple of years. I don't know why it's popular. I hope it goes away soon. It's one of those chill things, man. It's just something to chill out with. I guess it's sort of the hipster vibe that's coming to pop music now. That's kind of ironic. But in any event, I'm not even a hater of Maroon 5, or at least I didn't used to be. As a matter of fact, I actually like the band when they first came out. Over the last few years, it does feel as though they've done things intentionally and exclusively for the purposes of pissing me off. Like, for example, Adam Levine's voice climbing higher and higher toward dog whistle octaves. ...several of their songs have come pretty close to landing on my worst song lists over the last few years. I do have a couple of questions surrounding this song and Maroon 5. Like, number one, where the hell is Maroon 5? I hear Adam Levine. I hear some synthesized marimba. I hear a little bit of drum machine, but I don't hear any of the band. I mean, I thought this was a band. For those of you younger people in the audience, a band is a group of people that gets together and play these things called instruments... And, um, you know what, it's not worth explaining right now. This song might as well be Adam Levine featuring Kendrick Lamar. And that brings about another question: Where the hell is Kendrick Lamar in this song? All oh, right. He's right here, and boy does he ever have a big contribution. No more please stop. No more hashtag boo okay. up screenshots. No more trying to make me jealous okay. on your birthday. You know just how I make you better on your birthday. Oh, do we do, you like, okay. do you, you like this? Do we like this? Do we let down okay. for you touch you put you like this? Matter of fact, never mind, we gonna let the past be, maybe his right now, but your body still I don't, know. I don't know what they paid him for his appearance on this song, but if it's any more than about five bucks, they got ripped off. No more hashtag boot up screenshots. Maybe I'm just old and out of it. And I'll certainly admit to that. But I always thought that hashtags were something that you left on social media. It's not something that you used in conversation. Hashtag growth. Like that was just hashtag OMG. Oh, and very clever rhyming scheme in here. Rhyming the word birthday with birthday. Hashtag get a thesaurus. All right, let's move along to number 18, Theory of a Dead Man, Rx, Medicaid. Why, oh, why can't you just fix me? When all the to feel numb, but the medication's all gone. Why, oh, why does God hate me? When all the walks get high, and forget this so-called life. I can't speak for God, but if you keep making these sleepy rock tunes, I know most of your fans are going to be hating you. Borderline emo lyrics aside, Theory of a Dead Man, or Theory as they want to be known right now for some reason, usually has the same formulaic, vanilla, milk toast kind of sound that permeates the genre of rock. Every once in a while, a couple of their songs will stand out and be a little bit above average, but for the most part, you know what you're going to get from a band like Theory. Or at least I thought I did until I heard this song. I am so freaking bored, nothing to do today, I guess I'll see. Yeah, I'm bored too. I'm bored with the same four acoustic guitar chords played over a drum machine with some kind of synthesized pad underneath for three and a half fucking minutes. The only thing worse than a bad song is a zero effort song, and that's exactly what this is. If there was an award for the most lazy song in rock for 2017, then this snooze fest would get the golden pillow. I guess I grade rock songs a little bit more harshly because I expect more out of the genre. I know people say that rock and roll is dead. I don't think it is. It's just on life support and has been for a long, long time. And as frustrating as that is, I hope you're near a toilet because here comes number 17, Noah Cyrus. Stay Together. I drank straight to my head. I went outside to smoke go red, And I shattered my phone on the cement. But I don't give a fuck. I guess now that Miley Cyrus is making less provocative music, isn't twerking all over the place or showing her ass, and has essentially become an adult, it's a good thing that she has a little sister to step in and fill those platform shoes. Let's see what we've got in this masterpiece so far. Drinking, presumably alcohol, smoking a cigarette, and complete apathy about destroying your primary means of communication. But let's continue, shall we? Yelling at the DJ, bro, your shit is boring. No, Noah, your shit is boring. Doing things that I will not regret until the morning. I'ma make it rain now, the round is on me. I'm just here for fun and I don't care about the money. Doing things that you won't regret until the morning, making it rain down, buying another round of drinks for people. I guess this is probably the point of the song where I should mention that Noah Cyrus is 17 years old and was probably about 16 when this is recorded. I don't know what you're doing in an establishment where you can make it rain down, which usually means just throwing a bunch of money in the air and making it rain money all over the place, but. You probably aren't even allowed in there. Oh, 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 nothing lasts forever, but wouldn't it be nice to stay together for the night? Oh, 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 we can do it's all, cause we're together, then we're gonna be alright. Nothing lasts forever, but wouldn't it be great if we could just bang all night? I never thought I'd say this, but I think Billy Ray is probably the most talented of the Cyrus family. Now, before I get to number sixteen, let me just go off on a brief mid countdown tangent. Back in 2016, Katy Perry was among the throng of celebrities that became politically active. You may recall how she encouraged her bazillions of social media followers to get out and vote for Hillary Clinton. Don't worry, Katy, you weren't the only celebrity that overestimated their influence. In your case, I'd say a fair number of your audience that's actually old enough to vote is still in the too-young-to-care demographic. In any event, Katie, like much of the rest of the nation, was in shock at the results of the election, and this only seemed to further her political activism and discussion about the need for empowerment. In December of 2016, Katie received the Audrey Hepburn Humanitarian Award that was presented to her by her hero, none other than Hillary Clinton. Katie wrote of the experience, quote, This award will be a constant reminder to get out of my bubble and back into the field to shine a light on issues that matter most. To further this point, Katy Perry even referred to this new album as purposeful pop. So, what would an empowered, politically active Katy Perry sound like? I'll admit that I was intrigued to hear the new direction that we were about to get on the new album, Witness, which was due out shortly thereafter. And the first single, Chained to the Rhythm, was actually a pleasant surprise. the song isn't anything mind-blowing but the message seems to fit this new Katy Perry it's a song about how we are too distracted by mindless garbage and frivolous nonsense to see the real issues that are confronting society this is probably the part where you're expecting me to point out the irony in Katy Perry having a song like this when she herself has contributed her fair share of mindless garbage but let's just stay on point here so now that I had heard this first single, my interest was actually really piqued, and I thought, what else would we be getting from this new Katie who wanted to, well, as she said here, get back into the field and shine a light onto the issues that matter most? Well, her very next single was this. The 16th worst song of the year, Katy Perry, Bone Appetit. All that you want, boy. So, I guess the issues that matter most to Katie involve having someone munch her box. I think Katie just trolled all of us. We got lured in by the idea that Katy Perry was going to somehow be a serious political activist or have songs that actually mattered. And then we get verses like this. what do you mean by the customer's always right now i get it this song's got the whole food for oral sex metaphor going on but the customer like are we buying this does that mean that you're advocating prostitution in here the serious politically minded Katy perry couldn't be it right and it's a pretty boastful claim to say you've got the world's best cherry pie regardless is this what Katy perry refers to as purposeful pop Okay, maybe this was just one bad song on the album. We'll find out if any more songs from Witness make it onto our 20 worst songs of 2017 list later on. Meanwhile, on to number 15, it's Niall Horan, Slow Hands. we should take this back to my place That's what she said back to my face of the reason that this song is on the list in the first place is because of the terrible production quality in the vocals here. Now, since the advent of multi-track digital editing over two decades ago, there's really no excuse for the final product of your song to sound like this, unless, of course, the decision to do so is intentional for some unknown hipsterish reason. It's as if somebody decided to take all the expander gate settings and just set them all the way to the maximum and then just keep turning the knob until the damn thing fell off. Because this is exactly what it sounds like if I do that. It basically chops off any sound below a certain decibel rating to the point where it's almost intolerable to listen to. The very first time I heard this song was when we were doing a pop chart segment here on the show. And I thought, oh, I must have grabbed a bad copy of this file off the site that I go to. But as it turns out, it wasn't. I mean, it is bad quality, but it was intended to be bad. Now, I did say that 90% of the reason that this song is on the list is because of the bad audio quality, which means 10% of the reason is because the song sucks ass. We should take this back to my place. Oh, what an original direction to start off a song with. Of course, it's the girl saying it to the guy, so that makes it really edgy, I, I guess. I don't know. And get ready for one of the top five cringiest similes that you'll hear on the chart this year. like Like sweat dripping down our dirty laundry. That just sounds gross. It sounds like there's some terrible hygiene going on here. Look, dude, I get it. You needed something to rhyme with on me, but yikes. And this is exactly why I was so upset when One Direction broke up. And you can go ahead and call me a teenage girl all you want, but instead of one group of five making an occasional album of bad music, now it's five different people bombarding the music industry with, with well, whatever the hell this shit was. But honestly, I'll listen to Niall Horan any day over what's next on the worst song countdown of the year. Number 14, it's Luke Bryan light it up and before i play this song you might think that the song light it up is just another country song about smoking some blunts right well you'd be wrong Maybe you think this song is about pyrotechnics, you know, the 4th of July, lighting up the sky with fireworks, or maybe it's a big old country bonfire. Mm. No, it's not about that either. Then you think, oh, okay, it's it's got to be about guns because it's country music. Yeah, we'll go out to the desert, we'll light it up, we'll just fire off a couple hundred rounds. Mm. It's got nothing to do with guns either Although you'll want to put one in your mouth When you find out exactly what this song is about Put on your jackets Because there's some douche chills blowing in Here's what Light It Up is actually about Every time I unlock my screen I hope I see one of them red lipstick I miss you pictures Yes, that's right The song is all about a girl lighting up his phone With emojis or texts or phone calls there's a concept in the performing arts called Know Your Audience, and somehow I don't think that the average beer-swilling, football-watching, miracle-loving country fan is really interested in hearing about you waiting for some girl to send you a red lipstick emoji or I miss you picture. Ugh, puke. But then again, modern country music is basically just like pop music with southern accents, so maybe I'm wrong on this one. I get so neurotic about- It's painfully obvious what's going on in this song. Dude is clearly obsessed with this girl, and the girl has maybe marginal interest in this guy. He's so obsessed, in fact, that he checks his phone as soon as he gets up, when he's in the shower, when he gets out of the shower, when he's in his truck. And in fact, he almost wrecks his vehicle as soon as she lights up his phone with a text or a call. Now, when writing songs, most artists usually pick topics that they've either experienced in the past or are currently going through, or maybe something that they feel their audience can relate to. And obviously, Luke Bryan must be a young guy, probably late teens or early 20s based upon the subject matter of this song, and he's probably just going through a period in his life where he gets obsessed with that one girl that's really hot, and he just doesn't know what to do. Let's see here. Luke Bryan was born in 1976. He's 41 years old and still writing about this crap? What the fuck? Country music fans, this is one of your biggest stars. Man, that's awkward. And from cringeworthy and painful subject matter to just plain painful on the ears, the next four songs on the list are all here for a very specific and particularly annoying reason, which I'm sure you'll be able to pick out. Number 13, Imagine Dragons, Thunder. Just a young girl with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. See, this song starts out innocently enough, although I'm pretty sure that I've heard that same bass and finger snap rhythm somewhere before. Maybe on a song from about, oh, five years ago. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. Cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movies. And I'm not proud of my address. In the torn up town, no postcode and every song All right, from- yes, there are striking similarities there, but that's not even the reason this song makes the list at all. That's actually just me being an asshole and pointing out the lack of creativity in the music business presently. This right here is the reason that this tune makes the worst song list. here is that this is an anti-bullying song but if you let people know that you like this song or you go around singing it there's a really high chance that you're going to get beat up after school. The word thunder is said around 75 times in this song in varying pitches and that's really all the explanation you need as to why this song makes the list. Number 12. Julia Michaels "Uh Uh Uh-huh I think you're moving in too close but I think that it's my body wanting it the most like uh-huh. I don't know what it is I feel but I know it's my emotions going in for the kill like uh-huh. 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 But I know it's my emotions going out for the kill This is what happens when someone that spent most of their career writing songs actually tries to sing them well, on the bright side, at least Julia Michaels is going to be known for something. She's going to go into this show's Hall of Fame for having the squealiest, squeakiest song on record, upending the previous title holder in that category of Avril Lavigne and this performance from three years ago. Come tonight, come tonight so we can roll around, have a like I'm a About how absolutely brutal that is. Why did that get written? Anyway, I know that there's a lot of people out there that are into that indie rock kind of sound that Julia Michaels has going for. Her. And I'm going to say something positive about her right now. I know all of you that say I never say anything positive, here you go. Julia Michaels is a very good songwriter and an established one. She's written for Fifth Harmony, Selena Gomez, Gwen Stefani, and others. And I think that she should continue to do that. Uh, it's just that that sound is not only not my cup of tea, but the execution is 100% the reason that that song is on the list. Now, next up, it really doesn't matter how you execute this, and it's definitely not my cup of tea. Number 11, Ray Shrimmer, Swang. Hi. It's as if these guys, and yes, there are actually two of them. Ray Schrimmer is not just one person. Anyway, it's as if they had some sort of bet with one another saying, you know, we're already playing with house money. We've been making hits for the last three years somehow, some way. The consumers will just buy anything clearly. Why don't we just do an entire song in falsetto and then talk about swang, whatever that's all about. And that's it. That's the whole song. For three plus minutes. And I bet it's a hit. And you know what? It was. Man, I keep thinking these guys are going to go away, but they are the genital herpes of the music business. They are just the gift that keeps on giving. Maybe, maybe we can find a cure for this in 2018. All right, hang on. Let me just take off my headphones here, real quick. All right, number 10, Fallout Boy, Young and Menace. (laughs) a hook to a song especially a pop song is something infectious something that people sing along they know the words to so that way even if you hate the song at least it's getting spread around because people know the damn song i can't imagine somebody's going to be carrying around a voice harmonizer some sort of synthesizer so that they can go around singing young and menace young and menace in various pitches The worst part about this song is that the hook that you just heard right there, the young and menace being screamed in various pitches, goes on for an ear-bleeding 35 seconds each time and is repeated throughout this song so that more than two-thirds of this tune is just that. So there really doesn't need to be any more in-depth analysis of this song, right? And regrettably, that takes us up to number nine, Cardi B, Bodak Yellow. She says she going do what a hoop. Let's find out. see. it B, You know where I'm at. You know where i be. You win the club. Just to party. I'm there. I get paid a fee. i be in and not done so much. I know they tired of me. Honestly, don't give a fuck about who in front of me. Talk to me six months. What bitch working as hard as me? Where do you even start with a song like this? Well, let's start with the title itself Bodak Yellow. Now, I like to think of myself as a relatively educated individual. I graduated from a major university. I believe I have a fairly expansive lexicon, even if I am too lazy to use it most of the time. But as far as I know, there is no such word in the English language as bodak. What's worse is that Cardi here has to drop her own name in virtually every single one of her songs because even she understands that her music is abysmal and that she's relatively forgettable. Although I guess it is pretty hard to forget somebody that sounds like a combination between Kathy Buckley, the deaf comedian, and Sylvester the Cat from Looney Tunes. Other than that, this song seems to be full of the same old monotonous cliches that plague hip-hop music. Someone letting us know how badass they are, talking about being in a club, making ass loads of money, and creating mixtapes? Tapes? tapes? Like you're dropping off a bunch of Max L's or T.D.K's at a record executive's office. But really, this is no different from any other song that Cardi's put out. Like this tune from last year, Stripper Ho. Tippy-toe. Give a dog a bone. Them Does it get any more cliche than dropping a knick-knack, paddy-whack, give a dog a bone in the middle of a hip-hop song? Every single rapper in the late 80s and early 90s did that. And then there's that song where she talks about shmoney. Give me shmoney. Yeah. Give, me, give me shmoney. Give me shmoney. Give me, give me shmoney. Party. Yeah, what up, that's what a girl like. Girl. It's a right yeah. now? Yeah, that's what a girl like. Yeah. I don't want your man, I just want the shmoney. Yeah. I-, I don't want your man, I just want the shmoney. I suppose, in retrospect, I put this song on the list because of Cardi's other tunes. Don't get me wrong, Bodak Yellow is overflowing with more shit than Rush Limbaugh's Toilet, but I guess we could just consider this a sort of mini Lifetime Achievement Award for Cardi B. Congratulations, Cardi. You are just awful. Number eight, Kesha Praying. You almost had me fooled. Told me that I was nothing without you. Oh, that after everything you've done, I can thank you for how strong I have become. The piano's out of tune. Kesha's out of tune. I never thought I'd live long enough to see the day where I wanted more auto-tune on Kesha's voice. As we've long suspected, she needs it. You know, just like pop music needs more slow, sappy, depressing piano ballads. And before I get accused of being a totally insensitive and heartless bastard, I am well aware of what's been happening with Kesha over the last few years. I know that there's a very high likelihood that she was sexually assaulted by Dr. Luke. I understand that what's been going on in Hollywood and Congress is also going on in the music industry. I'm well aware of all of it. I'm not here to attack Kesha the person. I'm attacking Kesha the musician. When I learned that Kesha had a new album coming out, I figured, well, at least we're going to get a shot in the arm to pop music, something that's going to brighten it up, give it a little bit of fun and frivolity, something where we can just go back to singing about being drunk in a club someplace. Well, okay, clearly that's not going to happen. The good era of pop music of the 2010s was when Kesha was popular. Let that sink in for a second. This is just a general message to the pop genre. If we could please just stop the slow, plodding, depressing piano ballads. This is very much akin to what happened in the mid to late 80s when every single rock band was doing nothing but putting out ballads just so they could get more songs on the top 40 chart. And that didn't stop until the grunge movement came in in the early 1990s, which means that maybe we're about due for a big shakeup in the music biz. I hope so. Hey, the good news about Cache is at least she dropped that ridiculous dollar sign from her name. So there is that. Moving along to number seven, Katy Perry featuring Nicki Minaj, Swish Swish. So keep calm, honey, I'm gonna stick around for more than a minute. Get used to it, funny night This is clearly a diss track toward Taylor Swift, somebody that Katy Perry continues to fight with for reasons unknown to anyone, probably including Katy herself. It's always weird when two women that are worth more than a hundred million dollars a piece are having a feud via their music. And the interesting part is, it's hurting the performance of both artists. "Swish Swish" and "Bone Appetite" had pretty meager performances on the chart, but this song makes the list almost exclusively for one line, and it's got to be about the cringiest thing I've heard. Certainly, the worst simile in a song in 2017. And here it is. Your game is tired, you should retire. You're as cute as an old coupon expired. Rhyming tired with retire was interesting, but you're about as cute as an old coupon expired? Really? Damn, Katie, I don't know how Taylor's gonna recover from that. What an incredible diss that was. What's next? Are you gonna call her a doo-doo head? But don't worry, Nicki Minaj joins in and really delivers the knockout punch in this tune. Yo, yo, when, when, Nicki getting tan, mirror, mirror, who's the fairest bitch in all the land? Damn, man, this bitch is a fan, the generous queen that kiss a fan. Ask goodbye, I'ma be riding by, I'ma tell my six yeah, that's the guy. A star's a star, the heart, the heart, they never thought the switch God to take it this far. Yeah, I don't really know what Nikki's talking about here. That bitch is a stan and a star's a star, da-ha-da-ha. Not real sure about any of that. Yeah, I'm also not too certain about what a pimp cup is. And as far as being a queen and rocking hits with Katie, well, this song only got to number 46 and was on the Billboard Hot 100 for just 10 weeks. So I don't know. This isn't really a hit. It's more of a dud. Moving along to number six, Taylor Swift, period, period, period. Ready for it? he was a killer. First time that I saw him. Wonder how many girls he had left and left haunted. But if he's a ghost, then I can be a phantom holding him for ransom. Some, some, some boys are trying too hard. He don't try at all, though. Younger than my exes, but he acts like such a man, so. I see nothing better. I keep him forever like a vendetta. Oh my god it's yuppie white girl rap yuck that is some serious next level garbage right there this almost makes megan trainer sound like dr dre by comparison you know what i'm actually gonna try and analyze the lyrics to this song okay i guess the first couple of lines are about her new boyfriend yes taylor has a new boyfriend some english actor i don't know really anything about it but what a surprise taylor singing about a boyfriend past or present Now, I thought that earlier on this album, on the song, Look What You Made Me Do, Taylor declares that the old Taylor is dead. But obviously, the old Taylor is still alive and well. It's just like a slightly shittier parallel universe where now, instead of just Taylor doing pop songs or country songs, we get white girl rap. Now, I have no idea who wrote this song, but whoever did needs to have a basic understanding of metaphors and the fact that ghosts and phantoms are both non-corporeal, undead entities incapable of haunting one another. All of that, of course, assumes that you were able to get past the cringy white girl rap in the first place to listen to the lyrics. What I really don't get about all of this is that Taylor Swift is worth what? About a billion dollars? Why couldn't she have thrown a few stacks of cash at an established rapper? I mean, right about now, Eminem is standing in a parking garage doing freestyles about Donald Trump. Certainly he was available. Anyway, then Taylor does the hook, and it's pretty much vintage Taylor Swift. For it. Pretending to reinvent yourself, but doing so in a way where you still do the same old songs that you've always done, just in a more uncomfortable and unpleasant way for the listening audience, is a sure way to get yourself on the worst songs of the year. Meanwhile, at number five, Kodak Black Tunnel Vision. <laughs> song is just purely lazy even by modern rap standards you might recall how earlier in the show i said i wasn't going to go after kesha the person just kesha the artist well in the case of kodak black i'm going after both the person and the artist because they're both pretty reprehensible apparently they are tired of seeing lil kodak winning and they are trying to put him in the penitentiary now i presume that the pronoun they refers to law enforcement and the criminal justice system Now, why in the world would they ever want to do that to him? Well, apparently Mr. Kodak here was a guest of the state for around four months or so for drug possession back in September of 2016, only to be immediately extradited thereafter on charges of first degree sexual assault or better known as rape. Yeah, they're going to try and put you in the penitentiary when you actually rape someone. It's one of those things that society has kind of frowned upon ever since eh, the start of human history. And lazy rap is certainly a recurring theme because here we go to number four, 21 Savage bank account I bought aari just a so whack and go fast sure. Niggas trying to copy me they plan cash a tunnel I might pull up in a ghost no a tunnel I've been smoking gas and I got no X. I got one two three four five six seven a ams in my bank account yeah 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 in my the only thing worse than bad hip-hop is mumbling bad hip-hop I don't know when the trend of mumble rap started, but hopefully it dies out real soon. Uh, Other than that, this song is basically just a parody of itself. It's so bad. Uh, He got a Rari. He can't even say Ferrari. He got a Rari just so he can go faster. All right. He obviously wants us to know that he's doing better than the rest of his peers. He smokes a lot of marijuana and he's got a lot of money. And there you go, classic, cliche rap. And I would just love to see one of these songs have a slightly different subject matter than how badass they are, how much money they've got, how many weapons they have, how many bitches they've fucked, and how hard their life is. Well, here's a different subject matter, that's for sure. Number three, Sam Hunt, Body Like a Backroad. Got a girl from the south side, got praise in her. First time i seen a walk by, and I about fell off on my chair. Had to get her number, it took me like six weeks. Now i and her go way back like Cadillac. Six. First of all, what the hell is up with all the background noise in this song? Could you guys not book some studio time? Did you have to record this entire album at an Applebee's on a Friday night? Moreover, I think I really like this melody a lot better when it was done by Uncle Cracker about 15 years ago on the song Follow Me. You don't know how you met me, you don't know why you can't turn around and say goodbye. What, you don't think that they're similar? Well, how about we play them both at the same time and you make the call. But naturally, this song is really on the list because of just absolutely hideous songwriting. Uh, my apologies to Katy Perry, who I said had the worst simile of, of the year with her song Swish Swish when she said about as cute as an old coupon expired. No, that's the second worst simile of the year. This right here is by far the worst. Body like a back road Driving with my eyes closed I know every curve Like the back of my hand Do 15 and 30 I ain't in no hurry I'm gonna take it slow Just as fast as I can Now, I'm going to very openly admit that I am about the furthest thing you can get from country in terms of my lifestyle or upbringing or even my appreciation of the musical genre. But I don't think that there's a scenario in which you can tell a woman that she has a body like a back road that makes it sound at all complimentary. Damn, baby, your body's all cracked, dusty, dirty, bumpy, poorly maintained is infrequently used unless you're taking a joyride or you're going out having to take a shortcut somewhere. And don't forget them rodents and vermin and all that roadkill that's scared all about you, baby. Aw, Cletus, you say the sweetest things to me. But don't take my word for it. Just go up and tell a woman today that she's got a body like a back road and see what happens. And now the second worst song of the year, Iggy Azalea, Mo Bounce. Mo Bounce 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 in the motherfucking house no bouncing the motherfucking house bounce 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 more bounce, more, 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 bounce, more, bounce bounce bouncing the motherfucking house no in the motherfucking house holy buckets of shit this is an actual song like a record label actually said Nope, it's okay to put this on an album let's go ahead and release it really If you think I'm going to play the role of serious music critic and go ahead and try and analyze the lyrics of this song, well, I mean, you just heard it. You heard what this song really is. There's no other commentary that's really all that necessary. But what I want to do right now is have a serious conversation with the people of Australia and all Australians that are scattered throughout the globe. Australia, listen, I really love your country. I love the overwhelming majority of your people. I probably won't ever visit your country because 90% of the plants, insects, and animal life there will kill you. But that's what makes you guys a bunch of badasses. I mean, you guys live in the most hostile of nations, and yet you're still able to come out of it and have pretty normal, successful lives. That's great. And even the music that you guys have been putting out for the last 30 or 40 years is mostly excellent or above average, and even the worst of it is still mediocre, better than more than half of the stuff that we put out here in the United States. Okay, sure, some of the beer that you guys export is pretty terrible, and you've had a couple of questionable prime ministers, but I really love your country. So, what in the name of Outback Steakhouse are you guys doing inflicting Iggy azalea on all of us? Are you guys really still that upset about that one episode of The Simpsons that came out 20-something years ago that made fun of Australia? Oh, all right, mates. we see how it is. Rick and we'll get this one squared up. So what, your scientists decided to bioengineer a human being with the least amount of talent possible that could still infiltrate our pop culture here in the United States? Man, you guys really are a bunch of badasses. Look, all right, we get it. You're the superior nation. We apologize for whatever the hell we did to you that caused you to inflict this upon us. Please take Aegea back. We'll do anything you want. And I know I said I wasn't going to analyze the lyrics to this so-called song, but I have to at least bring this up because it's the reason that this is number two on the list and really could have been number one. It's for this right here. Well, everybody got opinions like assholes. You ain't gotta worry about those cause they assholes. We just party, party, party what you came for? Rhyming the word assholes with assholes unbelievable all right australia that's it we give up we surrender please just take her back now and now we're up to the number one song the definitive worst song of 2017 and i will get to that here very shortly but first i have to roll out a few songs that were just abysmal this year but i just couldn't find a way to fit them on the list they're definitely worthy of recognition though here we go with some of the dishonorable mentions from 2017. The Chainsmokers, Paris. We were staying in Paris to get away from your parents. And I thought, wow, if I could take this in a shot right now, I don't think that we could work this out. The terrible rhyming scheme of rhyming Paris with parents. But moreover, who the hell gets away from their parents by going to Paris? I mean, when I was mad at my parents as a kid, I'd get on my 10 speed and ride down the block a little ways. I'm glad there's finally a song that appeals to the children of one percenters, certainly an underrepresented demographic in music. Here we go down and we go down together. we we'll get away with everything that shows that we are better. Yeah, this is definitely a song from the one percenters point of view or all the Hollywood actors or congressmen that are up to their shenanigans. Yeah, we can get away with whatever we want, man. We're going to show you that we're better than you. I can't honestly remember the last time I heard a line in a song that came on the radio where I audibly said, fuck you. But great job, Chainsmokers. You, you've you really set the bar pretty high. Next up, K-Flay, Blood in the Cut. I need noise. I need the buzz of a sub. Need the crack of a whip. Need some blood in the cut. Yay, more alt rock that sounds exactly the same. I mean, this one is a little bit more like Lord on Uppers, but it's pretty much the same old thing. This is a chick that's depressed that her boyfriend is gone, and now I guess she's looking for somebody to inflict some pain on her, or maybe she's gonna inflict pain on herself. Ho hum, next, skillet. You get me high. Everybody wants that. When life's like a knife blade, your love is like an aeroplane? What's with the terrible similes this year? So Skillet's a Christian rock band. This song is about how loving God gets them high or how God's love gets us high or whatever. It doesn't really matter. What I think is far more impressive is that lead singer John Cooper obviously has access to some kind of time machine, a DeLorean of some type, so he's able to go back and bring us that Christian rock sound of the late 90s or early 2000s. Hey, John, it's your cousin Marvin. Marvin Cooper? You know that underwhelming and forgettable Christian rock sound you guys have been looking for? Well, listen to this. You're getting me you always Dishonorable mention also goes to Tove Lu, Disco Tits. I'm sweat from head to toe. I'm wet through all my clothes. I'm fully charged. Nipples are hot. Ready to go. I'm sweat from head to toe. I'm wet through all my clothes. I'm fully charged Nipples a heart ready to go maybe in Sweden, being sweat from head to toe and wet through all your clothes is supposed to be a turn on, but it just doesn't work for me. Nor does this weird falsetto in the middle of this song. it you're sweaty you're high and i guess you're turned on but man this song just creeps me out no thanks and a song that i wish i had room for on this list because it's just so damn cheesy i guess you could just think of this as number 21 our final dishonorable mention train play that song she invited all the friends, and I'm buying all the rounds, and they're all dolled up. DJ, please don't let me down. When you gonna play that song? Uh, when you gonna earn that pay? When you gonna play that song and make my day? Enough with Hey Mr. DJ and songs, but it's really weird when a 48-year-old man is saying, Excuse me, Hey Mr. DJ? Anyway, continuing on, apparently he wants the DJ to play a song for his baby because she's been waiting for, uh, for for a whole minute. Are we using the same measurements of time? Like a whole 60 seconds she's been waiting? Well, my God, DJ, get that fucking song on for her right away. I've had the opportunity to DJ a few events over the years. I did a couple of weddings, a street fair, and a party before. And I rarely, if ever, take requests because, for the most part, people have terrible tastes in music, or they request songs that are completely inappropriate for the venue, like Kenny Rogers or Neil Diamond or something, or they request songs that are so obscure that it would more than likely clear out the room. No thanks. that a couple of you in this audience recognize the melody in this song. Like maybe it came from somewhere before. Well, like several of the other artists that we've already skewered here today, yes, Train did lift this melody. But in fairness, it's quite an old song and probably most of you in the sound of my voice have never heard the original, but here it is. Heart and soul, I fell in love with you. Heart and soul the would will do madly because you held me tight. This and is Heart and Soul, a song from 1938. And many other artists have used this before train, so I'm certainly not going to bash them too much for doing so. It's just more of a sign of the lack of creativity in current music. And that'll about wrap it up for the dishonorable mentions, and that means it's time to reveal the foulest of turds. The worst song of 2017 is Lil Pump, Gucci Gang. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. gang. Now, on the positive side, this song is just a shade over two minutes long. But during that time, the words Gucci gang are said 54 times, meaning that on average, you'll hear the word Gucci gang every 2.33 seconds. Wow. Sprint and rest on new chain. Yeah. My bitch love do cocaine. Ooh. Ooh. I fuck a bitch, I forgot a yeah. name. Yeah. I can't bob in the wet or rain. Ooh. Rather go and bob all man's. <laughs> other than that this song is hitting all the highlights someone that's brand new to the hip-hop scene letting us know how much money they have how many bitches they fuck how generally badass they are that they're taking drugs don't forget repeating the same word or phrase over and over again And then throw in the fact that Lil Pump is just 17 years old and you've got the formula for the worst song of 2017, everybody. And mercifully, that is going to close out the 20 worst songs of 2017. You have any comments, questions, suggestions, think something was missed off of our list or something should have been higher or lower? Well, of course, you can email me, groffshow at gmail.com. That is the email address, groffshow at gmail.com at Michael Groff on Twitter. And for everything else Michael Groff related, you know you can always go to the one and only MichaelGroff.com. You can check out our latest podcasts over there. And of course, you can leave the comments that you have in our video as well that accompanies this show for whatever reason we did that. I'm not real sure. And that's enough torture on you for one year. I'll be back with more shows again in 2018. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, watching, and paying attention. Really do appreciate it. And we'll see you next year. Good night, everybody.